This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome Hello. back. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. morning. I had you on my calendars out today. Me? Yeah. I'm back. So what a pleasant surprise well, that you uh, showed up. Not that we're disappointed. I just <laughs> don't know where I got that from. We weren't sure. Well, yeah, welcome I didn't back. Think you were Thank either. You. I was like, um, I think he's coming in. I don't know. Yeah. How was Florida? Florida is very nice. Weather was beautiful. Perfect. We didn't do much except sit at the beach, go to the pool, go for a bike ride. That's plenty. Eat some nice food. Smell that ocean in. air. Yeah. Sandwiches from oh. Publix. <laughs> we had a pub sub. Sweet. That way, I used to love Publix. That's where I would get all of my sandwich Human platters. Sandwich? I know. They're the best. <laughs> I was telling you guys, when we go to Anna Maria Island, there's always like a thread on Facebook that's like, where can I get the best key lime pie? And they always say Publix. Publix. Like, really? Yeah. Is it really that good? Yeah, it yeah. is. We were out riding our bikes. They have all these little bike trails along the water. And we were like, we should get some lunch and sit out here by the boats. And that's where we went and got a sandwich. I know. Nice. I hit the button, Jeff. I don't know what's flashing I'm over rebuilding. there. I did something. What did we miss guys. around here? Did anyone guess the secret sound yet? No, but I was telling Jeff, I don't really know exactly what it is. So I don't know what they're looking for. But I'm feeling like last week on Friday, we were on fire and then hot and then all over. So I think today is with today's clue is really going to start giving some feels. Going to get it there. So if you don't know what it is, does that mean we can eliminate you from the guesses? I don't know. I never know go. exactly what they're looking for, even if I am a part of it. I know. See, she's she's really good at being sneaky when it comes to this. She's I'm good not, at like you pretending us she's astray? not. I'm not doing anything with anyone. You if wouldn't you, outright lie. Not over there being coy, are you? If you go to WKRQ.com. And you look at all of the guesses and all of the stuff. Friday at 1.40, we were on fire. And then we went to hot. So, like, look at the stuff. And tune into our Facebook Live video here in about five minutes on uh, the Q102 Facebook page. Because Jeff usually gives the clue gives the clue ahead of time. And I will have another clue. For yeah. Sweet. I so mean, you could up. win three Gs today, people. Let's go. Three Gs, $3,000. We got that. Plus, Beyonce arrived late to the Grammys. And broke the record. We'll have the story. Arnold Schwarzenegger ran over a bicyclist. And Army Hammer finally breaking his silence about the allegations against him. First E-News of the day is straight ahead next. But first, check the roads. We got Denise here now with your latest Q102 traffic. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an all- 
Beyonce. So she made it through traffic in time to accept a historic Grammy Award. Uh, coming into the Grammys last night, Beyonce had won 28 Grammys in her career. That was good enough for second on the all-time list. She had nine nominations this year and poised, obviously, to potentially take over the number one spot. So Sir George Solti had the most with 31 Mm. He was a Hungarian-British conductor, and he died back in 1997. So his total is is set. She needed four to pass him, and she got him. She won two awards early, which weren't televised. Then early in the broadcast, her song Cuff It won Best R&B Song to enter a tie for first place. But she wasn't anywhere to be found. <laughs> that was kind of a confusing moment, too, because the two guys that, like, wrote or produced or whatever were up there, and they were, like, talking, talking, talking. And then Trevor Noah comes on and says, like, oh, she'll be here in a minute. Yeah. And then they kept stalling, and then they were like, all right, she's not coming. Yeah, she's not She's not going to quite make it. She was stuck in traffic at that point. He said, uh, the upside of hosting the Grammys is, hosting the Grammys in L.A. is that everybody can be here. Downside is LA, in L.A., it's the traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. So later in the show, Beyonce won Best Dance Electronic Album for Renaissance, beating the record. And she was there then, and she was clearly thrilled when she went up to accept the award. Oh, uh, let's listen to a l- little bit of that. <laughs> that's funny. My screen just went crazy on me right as I was about to hear <laughs> Careful. <laughs> it's like somebody's messing with my teleprompter. I'm trying not to be too emotional. And I'm trying to just receive this night. I want to thank God for protecting me, for my parents, my father, my mother, for loving me and pushing me. I'd like to thank my beautiful husband, my beautiful three children who are at home watching. I'd like to thank the queer community for your love and for inventing this genre. God bless you. Thank you so much to the Grammys. Thank you. But she did not win the biggest award of the night. Oh. Harry Styles done stole it from her. He won Album of the Year for Harry's House. Hmm. Yeah, he gave a pretty subdued speech. He said, it's important for us to remember that there is no such thing as best in music. It's all so, very subjective. Absolutely. Yeah. It was um, fun, though, too, when they gave that award away because they had, like, I don't know, 10 nominees or something ridiculous like that. They had a fan from each person up on stage. And then this older woman, I think from Canada, got to announce that Harry was the winner. And he came up and he just <laughs> grabbed her and hugged her for, like, I don't even know, a minute. It was yeah. such a cool moment. Well, there are some of the other highlights. A very long in-memoriam tribute. Pretty well done, though, everyone is saying this morning. Several mini-performances, including yeah. Quavo from Migos doing Without You to pay tribute to Takeoff, who was shot and killed in November. Cheryl Crow teamed up with Mick Fleawood and Bonnie Raitt to honor the late Christine McVie of Fleawood Mac. They sang Songbird, Ugh. which will just tear you up, man. Mm-hmm. Fans always, you know, get really upset about those who are left out. So this year they're upset over Aaron Carter. Uh, but that's it. That's like the only one that people are really. Mm. Yeah. People Magazine claims Aaron was listed in the physical copy of the Grammys program, though. But some viewers thought the Grammys omitted Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. But he made the tribute last year. Oh, uh, right. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
As promised, the Grammys paid tribute to the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Part celebration, part mashup, part party. It was cool. I loved seeing LL Cool J come back out and run DMC. Just nice to see him. Missy Elliott. Salt and Peppa. Yeah, it was wonderful. Queen Latifah. So, yeah. Uh, some viewers very surprised when Bonnie Rae won Song of the Year for Just Like That. And even she was shocked. If anybody else at the Grammys was surprised, they rolled with it. But that isn't always the case. You remember the sore loser of the year. Last night went to uh, Chris Brown. Didn't happen during the broadcast, but he lost to Robert Glasper in the best R&B album category. And he responded by going on a social media rant asking, who the F is Richard Glasper? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Good question. Lots of good speeches. Beyonce, Lizzo Adele, Sam Smith giving his moment to Kim Petras. Lizzo's was really great. Yeah. I look around and there's all these... And by the way, I should mention uh, Lizzo won Record of the Year Grammy for about damn time. I look around and there's all these songs that are about loving our bodies and feeling comfortable in our skin. And, and I'm just so proud to be a part of it because in a world where there's a lot of darkness, I'd like to believe that not only can people do good, but we just are good. And anybody at home who feels misunderstood or on the outside looking in like I did, just stay true to yourself because I promise you, you will find people, you will attract people in your life who believe in you and support you. Very nice. Yeah. It really felt like just a big love fest all the way around. Even when Madonna was up there? Well, she, uh, well. <laughs> she just is one of those people that's moody all the time. <laughs> Yeah, she she did a, a slightly obnoxious intro of Sam Smith and Kim Petras, and and clearly the crowd just was not reacting the way Madonna wanted. Uh, here is part of her drawn out intro. Are you ready for a little controversy? Here's what I've learned after four decades in music. And then I was like, oh, wait, they- oh, wait, that's Madonna. I didn't recognize her at first when she came out. I'm like, four de- oh, my God. call you shocking, scandalous, troublesome, problematic, provocative, or dangerous. Definitely onto something. That's where you make noise. You are, yeah, thank you. She's, she's all annoyed. Excuse me, it's time to clap. Well, you got to keep in mind, you know, she's used to the way MTV used to produce those Grammys, like with fake fans in front of the stage cheering sure. for everything. That's how it used to be in those days. I don't know that berating an audience with y'all are going to sleep over here is the right way to. <laughs> Begin something on stage, but uh, earlier they were all on their feet dancing to Stevie Wonder and Chris Stapleton. I mean, they really were a great crowd. Uh, they were celebrating Barry Gordy, Smokey Robinson, and Motown. And uh, Stevie Wonder did a, a medley. And at one point, Smokey sang "Tears of a Clown." Sounds sounds the same today wow. as as he did, you know. But he was like mixing it up a little bit. But oh my God! I mean, just hearing them. I mean, they were doing it live. Chris! Do it! 
Chris Stapleton's up there. Joining Stevie Wonder. So good. That was a fun moment. Everybody was up. Yeah. Everybody was into it. Except Ben. Ben Affleck looked bored. (laughs) But he always looks bored. Yeah, he looks annoyed. Yeah. Yes. Was he with J-Lo? Of he course. Was. was she dancing? Oh, she was having oh, yeah. a great time. Yeah. I thought she would have given him the look. <laughs> have fun, babe. I don't know. He was kind of standing sort of behind her as they were facing the stage. Gotcha. All of their pictures they have together are perfectly posed, though. The two oh, are. I'm sure. Yeah. She just looks, like, so in love, and he's just, like, blaze over. <laughs> He's just stoned. About nothing. I'm serious. Yeah. He looks really like uh, like a stoner. What was that movie that he was in back in the day where he played a stoner? He looked like that. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, no jackass moments that I can really come up with or think of during the Grammys last night. Everybody nope. was pretty well behaved. I think yep. Madonna was the only one. Yeah. That was kind of a little bit off. Okay, we got a story here involving Arnold Schwarzenegger and a traffic accident that went down yesterday. He actually crashed into a woman riding a bike, but it was not Arnold's fault because she swerved into his lane to make a left turn. And uh, luckily, he was not going fast at all, The bicyc- but the bicyclist ended up colliding with him as a result of that turn. She was transported to the hospital. She's going to be okay. Her bike's going to be okay, too. And uh, Arnold actually took her bike to a local bike shop to get it fixed, which I thought was above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement sources said Arnold is in the clear and no crime was committed. All right. Lucky for him. Yeah. So Army Hammer has addressed the sexual abuse allegations against him for the very first time. Doesn't this feel like this happened forever ago? And he's just been really, really quiet for a very, very long time. He just now decided to answer the charge. Just, just now wants to say something about it. He says that they put him in a very dark place. In an interview with Airmail, he said, I just walked out into the ocean and swam out as far as I could and hoped that either I drowned or was hit by a boat or eaten by a shark. Then I realized that my kids were still on shore. And that I couldn't do that to my kids. Now, elsewhere in the interview, he mentions that some of his interests in the more, you know, uh, uh, BDSM world. Yeah, I mean, can we say BDSM? Sure. It was caused by child sexual abuse when he was 13. He also said that he takes accountability for using people and treating them poorly. Mm claims that he is now a happier and more balanced person now since going to rehab back in 2021. And he's working as a sober companion for a recovering addict right now. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break here. Uh, We got a bunch of other stuff we're going to get you caught up on as well as uh, Faker For Real. Yes, I'm pulling up the prize now. It looks like we have four tickets to go to Hot Wheels Monster Trucks Live. Wow. The Hot Wheels Monster Truck Show. Is it on Sunday? Sunday. It is. It's a Saturday, actually. Uh, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. But listen to this. It's a glow party. Nice. That's cool. All right. That's all straight ahead. First, Denise Johnson. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Standing by here with your latest track. An American fighter jet shot down a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that had been spotting crossing the United States, officially ending history's most complicated gender reveal party. <laughs> you guys see this? Uh, tickets to Beyonce's tour go on sale, and Ticketmaster said that demand is already 800% higher than what's available. <laughs> Today, the Ticketmaster CEO showed up to Congress like, let's just get these hearings out of the way. Let's just do it. <laughs> A new study finds that despite women making less money than men, more single women in the U.S. own homes than single men, thanks to a phenomenon economists call divorce. Florida has proposed legislation that would allow residents to carry firearms without a permit. Also, everyone gets to do one murder. Well, Taylor Lautner thought... Twilight fans kind of pitting him against Robert Pattinson's character with the whole Team Jacob versus Team Edward thing. Yeah. It was just really kind of weird. Uh, during an appearance on the Toast podcast, he said, I do feel like it was very strange sort of traveling the world and being in these different cities and having like thousands of screaming fans either take your side or the other guy's side. Team Jacob. Because <laughs> as far as he was concerned, he's like, you know, like Robert and I were a team. Like we were both just trying to make the best movies. Uh, there, was, there wasn't a, a competitiveness between me and Rob, but having that constant reminder, it just, it, it definitely had an impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I don't know why there's some big resurgence right now of all the Twilight movies, but there's constant marathons on. I don't know if it's Showtime or where, but they're showing them constantly. And Hot Topic has released a whole new collection of Twilight clothes and jewelry and other merch. Is it like, like an anniversary? Tons of it. Well, if it is, if they are selling it, braiding an anniversary, that's not how they're marketing it. Mm. It's just kind of there. There. I don't even know Hot yeah. Topic was a store anymore. He sure is. <laughs> well, I know he was talking last week. He was on that podcast with his wife or whatever, and he was talking about the, uh, you know, the body issues that that he dealt with during those years yeah um and suffering from body dysmorphia and you know you, you figure a kid like he, you know he gets hired for a job like that how exciting is this you know it's this huge franchise is going to be wickedly successful people are really excited about it you're just happy to be there happy to be on the set and you know you're working with these people and you're trying to make it great and then you go out and you promote it and like half of the audience hates you and the other half loves you, and it becomes this weird adversarial thing that neither of you created. Like, the fans did that. Yeah. Plus, he had to take his shirt off all the time. All the time. was just obsessed with them. Yeah. Obsessed with so them. I'm sure that really messed with his head. Sure. I'm sure it did. Well, Kyrie Irving uh, has a new team. The Nets traded him to the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. Yeah. Wasn't surprising that the Nets let him go. He'd requested the trade, but man, they they wanted him bad. They wanted him bad in Dallas, averaging twenty seven points a game. Uh, has had just kind of all kinds of issues off the court that have bled onto the court. So he was suspended indefinitely 
not that long ago for making anti-Semitic comments on social media and refusing to apologize, at least initially. He's getting another chance, though. And this is his fourth home, Cleveland, Boston, or third home. Fourth home, Cleveland, Boston, Brooklyn, and now Dallas. Wow. So hopefully he will do well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Leave it there for now. Uh, More for it coming up after 7. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets to Hot Wheels Monster Trucks Live Glow Party. What is the party, Jeff? (laughs) The Hot Wheels Monster Trucks Live Glow Party is February 18th and 19th (laughs) at Truist Arena. I was going to say it's important to say it's at NKU. At NKU. <laughs> Tickets on sale now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's very exciting. Saturday, February 18th, 1230. Kind of wish it was on Sunday just so we could say Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Right. But it's not. It's actually <laughs> Saturday. You got to say it like they do in the commercials. That's right. All right. Uh, let's check the roads. We got Denise standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Rachel. Yes. Hey, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you doing this morning? Great. How are you doing? Excellent. Yeah. So here are your happy three. Mon- happy Monday. Happy, <laughs> happy Monday. Monday to you, too. <laughs> so we got your headlines here. You pick the real one. You're going to go see the monster trucks. So which one is awesome. it? Is it A, a guy left a dead fish at the Goonies house, then stole a boat and had to be rescued? Is it B, a man fired for leaving dead fish and ceiling in boss's office? Or C, woman caught stealing large live lobster in her leggings? Oh, let's go with B. C? No, I'm sorry. It's not the live C. lobster in her pants. B, no, it's not that one either. <laughs> a. Yes, a. it is A. <laughs> it is A. <laughs> yeah, here's the weirdest story of the weekend. A 35-year-old guy in Oregon got arrested after he left a dead fish outside the house from the movie The Goonies. Okay. Then stole a boat and had to be rescued by the Coast Guard. What was he doing that for? Just for fun? His name is Jericho Labonte. He is Canadian. And last Wednesday, he went to the Goonies house, which is located in Astoria, Oregon. Uh, it's the one Sean Astin's character, Mickey, lived in. Okay. Yeah, they just, this guy, somebody just bought it because it was up for sale for a long time. And then, like, a super fan just bought it. Well, a security camera caught him leaving a dead fish on the porch for some reason. Uh, hmm. He also posted his own video of it on Facebook and eventually came back to remove the fish. Cut to two days later, the Coast Guard just happened to be training nearby when they got a mayday call from a boat caught in rough seas. So a helicopter showed up to rescue the person, and it was the same guy. Turned huh. out the boat was stolen. And it's pretty amazing he survived because there's crazy footage of him about to jump in the water when this huge wave capsizes the boat. Jeez. Yeah, the Coast Guard did manage to save him, and they got him to a hospital where he was treated for mild hypothermia. But at that point, they didn't know he had stolen the boat or that he was even wanted for the weird fish thing. So at at that point, they let him go. But then once people saw photos from the rescue, 
Cops connected the dots and tracked him down at a homeless shelter where he was staying under a fake name. So he is now facing charges for theft, criminal mischief, endangering another person, and for unauthorized use of a vehicle. It turns out he was also wanted in connection to several crimes in Canada. Wow, he's in some trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no word on why he did any of it. Uh, he he talked about the Goonies on Facebook earlier in the week, and he quotes it a few times in his fish video. So he's a fan, but obviously has some mental health issues as well. Uh, here is the homeowner, Beeman Zakari, and Astoria Police Chief Stacy Kelly talking about the string of crimes and that whole rescue that went down. One of my buddies was like, dude, you will not believe what just happened. Like, check this out. But he pulls out this gigantic fish and just places it. You know, being from Kansas City, like, you got to wonder, you know, is the guy sending a message that I'm going to be sleeping with the fishes or something, you know? The connections were being made that it was the same person and that he was at the hospital. And by the time we got involved, he'd been released from the hospital. Wow. Yeah, we did find an old story from 2016 when police in Oklahoma were trying to track that guy down as a missing person. And that story said that he had an undiagnosed mental illness. Mm. So clearly he's struggling with some issues there. Mm. Yeah. It is 18 after 7. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102 coming up. Nine News consumer reporter John Mataris is going to join us in... Uh, in an effort to save you some money, what you need to know about Netflix cracking down on password sharing. That's coming up on or about 7.30, but first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. 721. Hey, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. How do you feel about declaring the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday? I'm here for it, Jeff. Let's do it, That's buddy. about as American as it gets right there. Yes, sir. We've been wanting that forever. Yes. Also, does your if your grandmother is tying a loofah to her car, maybe reason for concern there. It is <laughs> Monday, the 6th of February, 2023. We're Jeff and Jen, and here is your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, the Super Bowl is less than a week away, so people are talking about this again. Should the Monday after the big game be a national holiday? The idea is everyone is tired and hungover and millions of Americans call in sick anyway, so why not just lean into it? Studies have found it's one of the most unproductive work days of the year. <laughs> in fact, some areas of the country have already taken matters into their own hands. A New Jersey school district near Philadelphia is starting class two hours late next Monday to let Eagles fans sleep in. That's nice. Yeah, I think that especially the teams that are playing in it in those cities. Remember, we did we had to work, but a lot of school districts gave kids off oh, yeah. last year. That's true. And a lot of businesses did. I mean, not necessarily us, but other people because of the Super Bowl and the fact that the Bengals were in the game. Well, the superintendent sent a text to parents. Here's the quote. We feel that it's important to give students and staff the opportunity to enjoy the game with their families and still attend school and work the next day safely and well-rested. Meanwhile, two politicians in Tennessee just introduced a bill last Wednesday to make it a state holiday instead of Columbus Day. They changed course on Friday. They now want to keep Columbus Day and just 
add Super Bowl Monday. Add yeah, Super let's Bowl not go Monday. Crazy. Let's not be taking holidays away. Now, how many people <laughs> usually watch the Super Bowl? Because I feel like I have, I have some friends who are very much so into football, and some friends who couldn't care less. And it just feels like, feels like there's a lot of people that work here that are into football. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those situations where even if you don't care about football, the socializing of being together, whether it's at a party or talking about the commercial or whatever it is, kind of feels like 90% of people are somewhat aware or involved. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like super into football and never really have been. I mean, more so now, you know, with the Bengals and Joe Burrow, but. I've never missed a Super Bowl in my life. Yeah. So I just looked up the uh, ratings. So like maybe like 10 years ago, it was roughly 50 million people. And how many people L- live in the United States? Last year, it was 38 and a half million people. That's um, really not that and, many. And it was lower than that the year before. I think we're a very loud minority. Uh, th- <laughs> 332 million. Yeah. See. So what is that? A, a little sixth, more than 10 percent. Tenth. Yeah, of people are actually watching the game. Well, maybe that's the thing. They're not watching the game. They're just socializing while the game is on in the background. I also think you have a lot more viewers per television, too, that they're, Correct. they may not be counting. I think uh, so, too. I was looking at that wrong. It's $99 million last year. So okay. a third a third quarter of the country, something That's like that. still not really very much yeah. when you think about it. We've been talking about taking the Monday after the Super Bowl off as a national holiday for over 10 years now. In fact, someone launched a petition back in 2013 to get the White House to weigh in. Uh, back then, President Obama had a policy to respond to any petition with at least 100,000 signatures. Oh, I remember that. But the Super Bowl one fell short. And uh, Biden nixed the petition policy in 2021. Mm. You're taking it off, Jeff, aren't you? Yeah, you're going to be in France, Jeff. You won't be here. Yeah, but I also think it's one of those things, too, because the Super Bowl starts at like 6 or 6.30 or something. Mm -hmm. If you want to dip out around 9 to 10, you can. I mean, it doesn't normally go super, super, super late. It just feels like it does because yeah. you've been right. partying all day. Well, and you're wound up and it takes a while to fall asleep after that. Yeah. Are you guys going to watch this year? Of course. And probably for the food. Yeah. If it's a blowout, I'll bail early. But if it's close. Are you going to find it on in France, Jeff? Uh, probably not. If it was the Bengals, yes. But since it's not, then And it'll be no. super late. Yeah, because we're six hours. We'll be six hours Ahead. later. Yeah. When you guys... Uh, this seems like one of those technologies that is just totally unnecessary, but would actually be pretty convenient if it went mainstream and was actually affordable. Scientists from Penn State University have created a smart diaper with a built-in sensor that's supposed to send parents a push notification on their phone <laughs> when their if child's diaper needs to be changed. <laughs> and yeah. not only that, but it, it can provide levels of dirtiness, maybe like, Oh, there's just a little tinkle. <laughs> to, yeah. Holy hell, you're going to need gloves for this one. Yeah. I think you as a parent, I mean, I, I'm not hating totally on this idea, but I feel like you know, you know. It's harder to tell when they're just a little bit wet. Well, That's a, the one they changed situation. That. So we're a Pampers family, or we used to be, and they have a line on the front now that's blue. And you can tell color. the degree. And you can see, like, if it's really saturated, you, you can, can feel see that it. it's dark. 
But even if it's just a little bit, it's just like that little part of the line will be blue or green or mm. whatever it is. Well, the smart diapers are made of paper and include sodium chloride, which is salt. Uh, also graphite, a circuit board, and a tiny lithium battery. Once it gets wet, the graphite reacts with the liquid and sodium chloride, and as it's absorbed by the paper, electrons set off a sensor. I don't like it. The diapers are still in the development stage, so it's unclear when they'd be available, and more importantly, how much they would cost. So for I don't now, think I want a lithium battery up close to my kid's too. groin. Like, don't those things just spontaneously explode sometimes? No, that's a no. Something's no. going to happen there. Okay. Don't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then you check. The I won't be using much. that. Okay. <laughs> that's what we'll need it. But. <laughs> but if they come up with an adult version that depends for the elderly, I won't be wearing that. Uh, let's talk about giving someone the finger. Giving someone the finger is more offensive here in the U.S. than it is in Italy. And I'm guessing they don't do it all that much in Vatican City either. But late last week, the Pope's official Twitter account posted and deleted a tweet praising the middle finger. It was all very innocent, though. He wasn't really telling Catholics to flip each other off more. It started with a speech he gave in the Congo last Thursday where he talked about how the five digits on your hand represent five essential things in life. For example, your thumb represents prayer. Your pinky means service. Whoever runs his Twitter account summarized each one online, but eventually yanked the post down after people had fun with the one about your middle finger. Uh, The middle finger one uh, represents honesty because (laughs) it's higher than your other fingers. So in the comments, people were promising to flip people off more. Yes, I'm being honest that you're a big, fat jerk. That's right. Not the intended <laughs> message. Uh, but the best response came from someone in New York who said, quote, I am doing the Lord's work driving on the Belt Parkway this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably have a different something in Italy, don't they? Because it seems like a lot of countries, there's different you know, there's gestures. different gestures that right. mean different things. Like there are some things. I can remember us doing a story about if you ever go to this country, don't do this with your hand. Oh, you mean thumbs up? Yeah, like yeah. a thumbs up or a, yeah. Or bite your thumb. <laughs> or there's like a, I don't know. Like there's stuff. Peace sign. Isn't there something with a a turned around peace sign Mm -hmm. means something else? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need a book. I know, right? I know. Uh, Coming up, 90s consumer reporter John Matarese is going to check in with us live in our studio. What you need to know about Netflix cracking down on password sharing so you don't waste your money. First, check the roads once again. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. I like music, man. That's why I like to go to the airport early, you know? They always play great music. They always have unbelievable sound systems. You get there early, you take advantage of that. You just jam to the best music known to man. Occasionally there's an announcement, but other than that, you're just getting into the music, you know? Yesterday... All my tr- Would the gentleman who left a briefcase at the security area of Concourse C please return to claim your briefcase? And it seems like all unattended vehicles will be towed away at the owner's expense. Oh, I believe there's been a gate change for flight 207. It'll now be departing out of gate 19. Yesterday. I love that song. 
takes my mind off traveling. Uh, it was Brian Regan. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102, 734 coming up. First play of Secret Sound of the Week. $3,000 on the line, and we'll have a brand new clue in case you happen to have missed it on our Facebook Live video this morning. We'll reveal that at 740, but to Fritch's point, when we at the top of the show, and check those guesses. Check those thermometers. Yes. We had it on fire. Fire. On, on fire on Friday. <laughs> Every time I hear the word fire, I think of Jeff doing Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> Fire. 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 That's what I hear in my head. And then we went back down to hot. So something is in there, kids. I don't know what it is. All right. So people started drifting away from it. So make sure you check those because that's really helpful when you add that with the clues. Mm -hmm. We're getting there, kids. We're getting there. In the meantime, uh, we got 90s consumer reporter John Matarese checking in with us so you don't waste your money. Hey, John. Good morning, Jeff and Jen and Fritch and Tim and... Oh, boy. Netflix and chill is about to become more difficult. Ah, jeez. More difficult. Oh, boy. Because the rumors apparently are true. I mean, we've been hearing about this for, what, a couple of years that Netflix was going to crack down on password sharing. Uh, They're saying, yeah, it's going to happen starting in March. They're going to crack down on pass because, you know, so many people have a password and, you know, they've got their whole family using it. They've got Mm -hmm. friends using it, Mm -hmm. their ex-girlfriend using it. I mean, everybody's on the same Netflix password. They haven't been doing that well financially. Last year was a terrible year for their stock, went horribly down. Mm. So they're saying, we're going to crack down. Y'all have to have your own passwords. And it's looking more and more like they're serious about it, that they're going to assign a password to an account to a home. In other words, uh, it's based on your internet router. So it's assigned to that internet router, which means your sister-in-law can't use it in her house because so she's if, on different Wi-Fi. If my mom has it in independence, I cannot use hers in Ross anymore. The way that they're saying it right now, and I think there's going to be so much outrage they're yeah. going to have to scale back on this. The way they're saying it, no, you can't share it with your mom because she doesn't live in the same house. Well, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Now, when you create the different profiles within Netflix, I can create one right. for me or one for the yeah. kids or whatever. Can we use that? Does that still count? They were saying it's going to have to be in the same household. Yeah, household yeah. Is okay. The, is right. the word that's that such a load of crap? Because I'm just thinking, like, you know, if we get out of Florida and stay with her parents, well, and I got you... my iPad and I want to watch Netflix, right. how's right. that going to work? Well, they'll give you a vacation pass. Oh, they're actually going to. Give, what a crap! This sounds so vac- dumb. This is what they're saying. I mean, I think they're going to have to scale it back. But they're saying What's they that would mean, give out pass? a vacation pass so that when you go to Florida for a week. You can log on. You have to like Let go into your know. account and say, "I'm going on vacation, and I need to use it somewhere else." Yeah, they're apparently apparently it it may be that strict, but but that just sounds terrible because people are already saying, "Wait a minute, I got a son in college. You know, I got a daughter in college. She's you know yeah. she's up at uh, you know Ohio State and." She uses the password because we're one family. Right. How do you say she can't use the password at Ohio State? Even so. though she technically lives at my house. Even though, right, for her, for tax purposes and everything else, she lives at my house. So I don't know. I think they're going to have to back off this because it sounds it sounds very, very strange. The whole idea of a vacation pass, it's like, come on, how about, 
How about, I mean, the way Disney does it, Disney Plus, it's like you have a certain number of people who can yeah, use it. That's what I was going to say. It's the same thing like YouTube TV. So if you subscribe to YouTube TV, like we have our parents' password or whatever, mm-hmm. and it'll kick us off if it's if you're the too third many user or yeah, whatever. Right. There's I can understand three that. Three people can be on running it at once. Right. right. But no more than three. Yeah. So That it, makes it, sense. That makes sense. So this sounds much too strict. So I think there's going to be a lot of blowback to this, and we'll see. If it really takes place. I heard a rumor that they mysteriously took down their password uh, rules and regs or something from the website within the past 24 hours. I haven't looked into it, and I don't know if that's true. Yeah, because people uh, are just, you know... I don't know if that means they're rethinking it. I think they're rethinking it. I think as it gets out, people are saying, what? And I think they're rethinking it. I mean, the God's honest truth, you know, no offense, but that's the streaming service I probably watch the least. I can't remember the last time I even logged on to it. Yeah, I mean, that's the number one for us. Is it? They got good kids stuff on there. And then all of the reality shows that I like to watch, like Love is Blind, The Ultimatum, those are all on Netflix too. See, I just watched a movie on Netflix over the weekend, the new Jonah Hill, uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Something about us or the only ones. One of us or something. Oh, my God. Actually, actually, it's viewership spikes every time there's a new season of Stranger Things. And then after Stranger Things, it drops off automatically. Yeah, Yeah, that's funny. Exactly. Yeah, right. that's where Ozark and everything was for right, us. Right, yeah. So super hot shows. We'll see what happens so you don't waste your money. All right, buddy. What are you working on for tonight? Oh, we got a warning about counterfeit Super Bowl and March Madness merchandise. What to look for if you're buying a shirt so you're not disappointed. Coming up. I'm kind of excited about March Madness in that it just feels like it's the soundtrack of spring. We're yeah, ready yeah. for spring. We're ready for March Madness. That and St. Patrick's Day. And fish fries, man. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Take it easy. It is 740 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Tommy is in need of a second date update this morning, and that's why we're here. Tommy, welcome. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to have you. How can we help? All right. Um, <laughs> had an interesting day, but I met this girl at a party, and we really hit it off. And I just, you know, asked her out. Simple as that? Yep. Simple okay. as that. All right. So after I asked her out, we made plans to meet up soon after. So I picked her up and took her to dinner. Played it safe, nothing too crazy, right? This is the same night? Um, no, it's a different night. Okay. So we sat at the restaurant talking for hours, and I'm thinking that, yo, this is pretty good, you know? Um, we were super open, you know, honest, and I was with her as I felt she was with me. And um, I just, like, started sharing, like, all kind of personal information with her, really. I just felt that open. Great. Yeah, so, so far, so good. So she didn't seem, like, offended in any way, which, I, you know, which is good to know. Um, offended by just, what? Like, something you revealed maybe you know, that was know, too like, personal or? Yeah, you know, when you're, like, sharing, like, personal details that you're getting to know somebody, you know, they, somebody could probably get offended, but. She didn't. Well, you start teetering along that too much information threshold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And probably going back and replaying the date in your mind, you're trying to, to to think back and go, man, was there any point in the conversation where she seemed put off at all? Did I reveal too much? Yeah. Where did I lose her? Yeah, I just thought we, like, clicked, really, to be honest with you. Um, I just felt really good about it because I was replaying it in my head a lot. But I felt really good about it. 
so anyway, long story short, I drove her home and I walked her to her door and I wasn't going to go in for a kiss. I didn't go in for a kiss, but we hugged each other and, you know, she said bye, goodbye, and um, thanks for dinner. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, not, it wasn't like overly, I wouldn't say warm and affectionate, but it wasn't like cold either. So I'm like, there's hope there. There's hope, right? I'm taking notes here. Not cold. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. It's just like, felt like your average, like, awkward moment after a first date, but I didn't think that much of it. So Average awkward, okay. <laughs> I didn't take it like, you know, she didn't want to see me ever again. I mean, like I said, it wasn't, you know, bad. It was like, you know, it was okay, you know? Yeah. And when I said that, I'll call her later. She said, great. So I honestly don't know what happened. I've called her for like a couple of times and no response. I'm at a loss. Ooh, okay. Anything else you think we need to know? Nothing that I can think of right now. I mean, we pretty much shared everything. Have you ever been ghosted before? Um, uh, no. I had to really think about that. No, no. I, <laughs> I think the answer that you had to think about it means no for sure. Because immediately I could be like, oh, yeah, that one guy I went to Nada with that one time that never talked to me again. Like, I know exactly when it happened. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm good. Then why don't we take a break? When we come back, we'll call Vanessa and see what she thought of her date with Tommy. And if there's any chance of these two going out again, a second date update continues here at Cincinnati's Q102. Okay, Tommy met Vanessa at a party, and he was attracted to her immediately, so he didn't waste any time. He asked her out. He asked for her phone number. They made plans to go to dinner. They talked for hours. Like, they really hit it off because he shared a lot about himself. He felt very comfortable about being honest about everything. This is someone he's obviously really into. So after hours went by, he drove her home, walked her to the door, they didn't kiss. He didn't make any moves, but they hugged. She thanked him for a great evening. And then he said, you know, I'll call you later. And she's like, great. And now she's not answering. That's where we are. So, unless there's anything else you think we need to know, you ready to call her? Yes, absolutely. All right, let's do it. Hello. Hi, Vanessa. This is Vanessa. Who is this? Good morning, Vanessa. It's Jeff and Jen and Fritch and Tim at Q102. How are you this morning? <laughs> Jeff and Jen. How are you? Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's like a second date update or something. It's, it's yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, this guy is literally so clueless. Oh, my God. This guy? I mean, I feel like I have to know who you're talking about. I just... I know who this is. You talk about Tommy? Tommy it is. Why oh is Tommy gosh. clueless? Okay, like, do you want to hear what happened from my point of view? Yeah, because all he told us was that you guys had a, a dinner where you talked a lot. He said he got very honest with you. You didn't seem put off by anything that he revealed, or at least that he could tell. Um, okay, so, like, here's what happened. So, we're sitting at this restaurant, and we're talking, and... Every time I was telling him something about myself, he would either stare into space or interrupt me. Oh, And so, like, I just felt like this person, like, wasn't listening to a word I was saying. And so I asked him if he was listening to me. And he says, 
oh, sorry. And then he pulled out a pad of paper and a pen out of his backpack. And so I was like, what is this guy doing? I had no idea what he was doing. So like, I just kept talking. And then I looked down and he's taking notes. And I was like, what are you writing? And he was like, oh, I'm taking notes because I don't want to forget what I want to say when you're done talking. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> what? That's really funny. I thought he was taking down notes as to what you were you saying. You were saying, saying same same same. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be I like, because I'm taking like, notes right now. <laughs> the notes regardless on a date was weird to me, but like the fact that he was taking notes to remember what he wanted to say, like, who does that? Oh, wow. Tommy? Well, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I honestly just had a lot I wanted to say. I mean, you were doing all the talking, and I just take just wanted to take out a bunch of notes, really. That's pretty much it. That's like how they do in debates when the candidate who's not speaking is jotting down notes of things that he wants to point out or contradictions or clarifications that he feels he needs to make. And it's just always funny to me. You know, they don't want to forget it, so they're jotting it down. And yeah. that, that's sort of what I... They do envision. do that at wow. debates. You're right. They constantly are like, oh, I got to write that down. Yeah. It's weird to do it on a date, though. Yeah, I mean, like- you honestly, like, just tell, like, long stories. And, I mean, that was, like, fine. It's just... I mean, I really just had things that I wanted to, like, say to you in response to those. But, you know, sometimes I just, like, forget, you know, and I just wanted to make sure I just jotted down that little quick note so that way I remember. And, I mean, honestly, I just thought I was being really respectful by not, like, interjecting all the time. But, yeah, but you were, but you literally weren't listening to me. Like, you, you were, like, writing down what you wanted to say. If you were listening to me, you would have remembered what you wanted to say because of what I was talking about. Hmm. You were just thinking yeah. about everything that you wanted to say, and that is very <laughs> rude. It was just that you were making up great points, and I just wanted to make sure I remembered what I was going to say to it. But, like, how am I supposed to do that if I just don't write it down? Yeah. So, listen. Listen and respond. That's how you do it. That's how the world works. So what if he See, didn't write anything down and you finished your story and he didn't say anything and came off like a dud. Yeah, because he didn't remember anything he wanted to say during the process of the conversation. I mean, because everyone's different when it comes to listening and having conversations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just honest question. What would you have done if, if he didn't have anything to say to your story and just kind of sounded like a, a dumbass afterwards? I mean, either way, like, I don't think he was listening to me. Like, I don't feel like you can listen to a whole story and then go blank afterwards like i don't know then that just means that he's not for me yeah, yeah. i feel is this I the first i feel that. like that's men they do that all the time do what? you know how many times i say something and then i go are you listening to me what what did i just say i don't get women i really don't i mean because i'm thought i'm being respectful and thoughtful just by making sure i you know don't forget anything but if well, i did forget then you'd be looking at me crazy and it's like did you remember anything i said well, no, I didn't because I didn't write it down. So that's why I was trying my best to do that. Well, what's interesting is, I mean, you know, there there are two ways to listen. You can listen to understand and you can listen to respond. And so it sounds like you were taking notes because you were listening to respond because you wanted to make comments in response to what she was saying as opposed to listening to her and just trying to understand her point of view. 
And I don't think it's wrong, but if you're on a date, like you have to have a conversation, right? So mm-hmm. if you just listened to. When you listen to understand, though, you ask questions like follow up questions as opposed to, I'm going to tell well, my what story. What if he wrote his then question? I'm going to tell down. my story, and then I'm going to tell my story. And yeah, that would be different if, he want, if he's writing down. But if you're writing, if you're needing to write down follow up questions, I think that would be something that you would be able to interject into the conversation because you're staying on topic. You know, there was a point I was going to make, and I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> I know. So I'm I'll lost. just move on. <laughs> you should have been writing this down. Yeah. All right, so no chance of a second date here, Vanessa? Um, For me, definitely not. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, Tommy. It's all good. I'm just going to take some more notes about this conversation. Do you keep a journal? <laughs> Tommy's like, can I call you back tomorrow? Because I'm not exactly sure what I want right. to talk about anymore. I'm going to review my notes and get back to you. Uh-huh. All right. Best Thanks, of luck guys. to you both. Good luck, guys. Thanks. Thanks. All right, you need a little help with the second date update. Our email address is Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com, and that's the best way to do it. And coming up, your shot at $1,000, the 1K letter of the day. <laughs> morning, Mary. How you doing? I'm well. Good morning, guys. How is everybody? Morning, good morning. Fantastic. Not bad. Good. Yeah, life is good. Life is good. We can't complain too much. No. No. That would just be annoying anyway. That's right. You don't want to hear about our problems. That's right. (laughs) All right, we're going to try to win you $1,000 here. We got the 1K letter of the day. Inside this very envelope is a letter of the alphabet, uh, which I'm about to reveal here. Once it is revealed, you will have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with that letter. Key to winning is to pass as quickly as possible. And as you know, you cannot use the same answer more than once. That's right. I do so well with, uh, when other people play. That's how it usually works, Mayor. <laughs> yep. <That laughs> but is who not knows? Unusual. You do it enough times and eventually your day will come. True. Yes. You would think. Right? Also, when the ball is chasing you, like when Jeff starts the timer and the ball is coming, uh-huh. yeah. I get very anxious as well, Mary, and it's hard to pl- it's hard to play. Yeah. Has anyone played as many times as I have and lost as many times as I have? <laughs> I think you are our biggest loser, Mary. <laughs> I think you I'll are it. it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> So you're very competitive, though. We have a handful of people who are who tend to be better than others, and uh, I'd say you're up in the upper echelon. Yeah, you're gonna get there one of these times. Yes, yeah. you will. Yeah. So today you have the letter N as in Nancy. Nancy. Yes. Nancy. All so right. So I've got 30 seconds on the clock over here, and I won't start the timer until Jen has finished asking the first question. Yep. So here we go with the letter N. Name something you do outside. Something you collect. Pass. A singer. Pass. Something green. Pass. An ice cream flavor. Nectarine. A job. Pass. An art supply. Pass. Something you carry. Nausea. A shoe brand. Um, and pass. Something square. Oh, oh Mary. 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 So I'm surprised at you because when she said something green, Nissan. Yes, and Nike. You know that trick. For the love I made of a God. big mistake. Yeah, I made a huge mistake. I'm <laughs> sitting here looking at a list of words with things that start with N, and none of them make a damn bit of sense. Yeah, Nas yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to play, or Nelly, you got to play without that Nelly, list. Right. You just got to get in I your do. zone. Yeah. I do much better without that. Yeah. 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 
something well, you do Well, at least I'm the queen of getting through. That's right. <laughs> that you are, Mary. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was asking, they said, how do, how do some contestants get in as often as they do? Because I try all the time and I can never get through. And I think one time, didn't you say that you had like, you work out of your office, so you have like multiple landlines that you like dial three all three landlines. One, three? Yes. Wow, like two landlines and the fax you can call out on as well. So, That's yeah. a, but you only got two hands. How do you manage that? I'm a really quick dialer. That's and amazing. I, I don't have a redial. I have to do it. Wow. I and guess now it makes so. me dial the five one three. So that's so I don't. It's just. <laughs> typist. Well, I'm a typist. That's impressive. Wow, I didn't know you dialed that quickly. Yeah, I'm, I'm dialing it every time, not redialing. <laughs> Impressive. Now, if you could just come up with words as quickly as you dial, that would just be... <laughs> hey, that's right. That's true. A recipe uh, for success right there. Well, have a great week. You as well. Yep. I hope I get a chance to play again this week. Have a great one. You Thanks, too, Mary. Take, Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. It is 824. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Weather-wise, looking at a mix of sun and clouds today. See high around 47. Right now, it's 31. Coming up, should you unfollow your friend's exes? Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.